that's streaming. Okay, let's go live here. Live, live, live. We are live everywhere. What up, everybody? I just need to call the guest for today. We're going to be doing a phone interview. So give me a few moments to do that. And we'll be going with that. Hey, hold on one second. Let me get the speaker on. Okay, I think it's good now. All right, I don't know if that's loud enough. Well, my voice is really low. So. Okay, I'm gonna move the phone as close to the mic as I can get it. Well, I, can, <clears throat> I can try to project. Oh yeah, that's good. All but right. it's always an effort. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. All right, so let me start the music. So, haven't done the intro yet. All right, welcome to Shalom's Unsnobby Music Hobby Podcast, where we uh, play live music and talk about all kinds of different things, where today we're actually going to be talking about home buying tips for new home buyers or, I guess, maintenance for people who uh, already have a home and things like that. So any kind of stuff like that. But first... I normally do a little prayer and I read from the Imitation of Christ, but I don't know where my book is. And since we're already live, I can't go get it now, but we will do our prayer. Uh, in nomine Patria et Filii et Spiritui Sancti, we're going to say a Hail Mary in Latin. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in order mortis nostre. Amen. All right. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. And uh, I guess so this all came about because uh, I'm looking for a house right now because, you know, my family is expanding uh, at rates that uh, are unsustainable for this apartment that we currently have. And um, there was just a lot of, you know, I told you about it. And well, first, I guess if you could give a rundown of who you are, because you haven't actually you've been on my old podcast, which has been lost to the Internet archives, but you haven't uh, <laughs> been on this current one. So if you could just give us a quick, I don't know, elevator pitch rundown of who you are, how you know me, stuff like that. Uh, okay, so my name is Giovanna Rodriguez. I've been a contractor for 14 years. Uh, I stopped contracting and decided to pursue a career in aviation. So that's what I'm doing right now. But I've been doing contracting practically all of my life, both hands-on and also subcontracting. I bought a number of houses and sold a rehab and, and sold a number of houses. And uh, yeah, that's I, I know a lot about construction, about real estate, about buying and selling, about rehabbing, about um, residential and commercial. It's been a huge part of my life. So yeah. 
pretty comfortable uh, being able to guide anybody through it and pointing out what the what the probably five biggest things to look for all right i think everybody uh loves the list so uh five biggest things to look for that sounds really cool so let's go ahead and jump into that okay so so let's begin with the roof because if, if you if you don't you're buying a house so you want to think of a house as buying a pair of shoes there's high quality shoes there's really cheap shoes there's shoes that if they get too hot or too wet they fall apart well houses are the same way they're built out of the same material as shoes are built um, the better shoes are going to be built out of better material they're going to have real wood and things like that the cheaper shoes are going to have imitation products a lot of plastic and things that might look good at first glance but they just don't have the wear and tear they're not going to last in in the long run and you need to know that material has a shelf life and it has a useful life so when you're looking to buy a house in those five things what those five things are made out of is gonna make or break the house because those are the the biggest uh money pits that are the biggest out-of-pocket expenses that you're that you're gonna have throughout the life of the home okay so roof is one of them Right. Roof is roof is huge. Okay, roof is huge. There's two things you want to look for. If you're if if uh, for those of you that are interested in in um, in townhouses, one of the one of the biggest innovative uh, things that that uh, that were going on back in the '80s was this this fireproof board. It was this um, they sprayed this chemical on the plywood and it was supposed to be a fire retardant product some houses might still have this around the fireplace on the roof and some of them in between houses if you buy a house that's connected to another house or a twin home or something like that that's really really popular right now because the cost of construction has gone up Um, it could have this fire uh, rated board. And what you need to know about that is that that chemical changes the molecular structure of the wood. And what happens is it turns it into a potato chip. So when you step on it or an animal steps on it, you come right through the roof and uh, you're gonna have to replace the roof, not just the, the shingle part, but the actual, the actual wood that holds up the shingle. So that's a big, big thing that you need to look at when you're looking at a house, because if it does have that, you want to get that all the all the pieces that basically you're going to have to re-roof. So every, every house that has that next to another house or a townhouse or a twin home or something like that or around the fireplace, that whole section needs to be removed. So that's a big thing. Don't buy the house if it's got that and they're not willing to remove those boards and put regular plywood down. Um, the roofs are, they could be probably the single most expensive thing on the house to, to have done out of pocket because if you have a townhouse or something that's sort of straight up, then you don't really have a lot of surface area, so it doesn't cost that that much. 
But still, you're buying a new pair of shoes. You want to buy a new pair of shoes, as close to new as as possible, because houses are are disposable. You know, you're gonna have to dispose of that roof and put a new roof on. So, try to get a roof that's about a year or two old. If it's if it's older than that, if it's five, six, seven, ten years, just ask them ask them for a new roof. You'd be surprised what you get before you close. A lot of people are open to putting a new roof on. Okay, so like the um, fireproof thing, that's really only like a like um, joined house, like connected house kind of problem, or is that a thing with single family it, units too? It could it could be around the fireplace. I mean, it was this big thing. I mean, equate that to the Chinese drywall. That's about how bad it is. Wow. So it was a big thing in the 80s, you know, they were like, because the code said that if you were, you had to have like a three foot wall or something like that, or a two foot wall, which is, which is really dumb because that's not going to, if there, if, if one of the units is on fire, it's not going to prevent the flames from jumping over. Right. You know that I mean? makes sense. Yeah. It's just, you know. Just something the city decided or to do, but it, it's a terrible idea. Any anytime you spray something on, and it changes the molecular structure of something, something else is going to go bad. <laughs> okay, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, so that number one is roof. What would you say is number two on your top five list? I would I would say number two, and it could be really close to number three, but number two for me would have to be the plumbing. Once again, in the 80s, this new plumbing came about. It's Quest Plumbing, and it's it. I'm gonna give you the analogy. It's it's like taking a hose, a garden hose, and like running it all over your house as you're plumbing. And then there's these plastic parts where you connect them, and you can form a T, or you can do an elbow, and you know. But but it's it's a hose. And hmm. so they, the, either the plastic part breaks, you know, or, it, or it's a T or it goes into an elbow or, you know, either that breaks or it, it has perforation. And uh, basically it, it, it just disintegrates. Or if, if you lightly scratch it, it, it um, it's because the water is so pressurized, it just, it's, it's just bad news, folks. It's bad news. So, so what is that called the, again? It's it's Quest, but the, you know, there's a newer version now called Pex, and that's pretty good too. Uh, it you know, keep in mind that the more plastic you put in the, in your house, the the least amount of time it's gonna last. Plastic pipes are probably gonna last you about 20 years, which isn't a long time, folks. And that's a really big expense. Right, because so most you, people are getting yeah. like a 30-year mortgage. Well, you want to, I, I personally think in terms of 100 years. Okay. So I want a 100-year roof. And yes, they do exist. <laughs> uh, they're harder and harder to come by nowadays. Uh, I want 100-year pipes between 80 and 100, which, you know, when manufacturing went to China, it's almost near impossible to get. So you're going to have to get the next step down, which is um, a higher thickness of copper plumbing. Okay. So plumbing would be the next thing. Delta faucets. 
delta faucets out of all the other faucets last the longest. You're looking at, I want to say at least 50 years, no leaks. Okay. That's huge. The cheaper faucets, a year or two, they're going to leak, you need to replace them. Um, Kohler used to make great faucets that last 100 years, 80 to 100 years. I hear that's no longer the case. I'm not sure. I don't really buy Kohler. I just stick with Delta because it's in my price range. And uh, they have all the styles that, that Kohler would have. Okay, so number one was roof and number two was plumbing. Yeah. So number three, what are we looking at? I'm going to say HVAC. Your HVAC in your roof is huge. You, you have to have a new air conditioner. It is so expensive to replace. And it looks like in the place that we were looking at, it looks like they had a almost, if not brand new, uh, HVAC unit out there when I looked. So I'm guessing uh, that's yeah, a good you gotta, sign. You gotta ask how old these things are, you know? It's hard to tell just looking at them? Yeah, you can't just tell by looking at them. Okay, so why do you think HVAC is like is so important? Why is uh, that one no, of the top five? Number one, like you, you wanna you wanna get the latest and greatest as far as HVAC is concerned because, and you also wanna get a unit that's a lot bigger than what you actually need because you want that thing to kick on for five minutes and cool the house and then shut off for a while and then kick back on. So you're only paying for the energy when it's kicked on if you have a unit that's just the right size for your house or it's it's an older unit it's never going to shut off it's going to be running all the time and that's going to show up in your power bill big time oh okay so it's the difference between 50 dollars a month for your power bill to 400 and 600 dollars oh wow so it's huge it's huge and uh, to to get a decent unit, it could I don't know what the prices are because I haven't I haven't had to shop around lately, but it it, it could be all over the place. It could be fifty five, it could be six, and it, a lot of it depends on the contractor too. So the higher the SEER rating, the better the unit. And what um, uh, a I, would, rating? I would get the biggest one. I mean, I would get the biggest one you can afford. Is what I would do. <laughs> Okay, and uh, I don't. I've never bought one, so is it based on like, like it? It's based on like square footage or something when you buy them. Um, it's based on sear. It's like a sear number, and the higher the sear number, the more the more can do. It, the, the more cooling it is. Now remember, what it's doing is it's taking the heat out of your furniture, out of the house, out of the the out of the dryer, out of the the um refrigerator all the heat that's in the house it's pulling it out and it's blowing cold air okay so you want i mean i don't know about you but i like it arctic cold i want icicles to form and i want it in five minutes and i and i want it to shut off once it gets that temperature i want it to shut off that makes sense so we got number one is roof number two is plumbing and number three is HVAC so let's go ahead and talk about number four well number four would be the kitchen and the bathroom 
if your kitchen is not up to date and you don't have really good appliances you're not really buying you're you're not really buying a nice pair of shoes you're just you're you're buying some cheap kind of money pit that you're going to have to spend another 45 maybe $50,000 what are you actually buying right and buy like the time and everything and you know appliances are expensive Okay, by like kitchen, you just mean everything that is normally in the kitchen, like yeah, fridge, get, get a, oven. If gonna, yeah, if you're gonna get a house, get it with all the bells and whistles. And you need to put some money aside every month, you know, because you're gonna have to redo everything in about 10 years, definitely 20. And that's gonna cost a lot of money. But why, but why buy a house when you have to do that from the get-go? then you're doing it twice. You're spending twice the money. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, I, I wouldn't have really thought of that, but fortunately the place we're looking at, uh, all the appliances were replaced and we actually looked in there. They still had the paper from like when you first open it, instructions and whatnot. So it's definitely Perfect. brand new. Unfortunately, uh, there was no washer and dryer, but you know, we can take care of that. I'm just glad we didn't have well, like. And you can always ask them to, to give you an appliance allowance or something. I mean. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's negotiable, even the stuff that isn't there. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll ask about that because having a washer and dryer uh, would be nice. Get, get a good one. Get a front loader, an energy efficient, especially if you have a big family. It washes clothes with less than a gallon of water very low energy you can you know guiltlessly put clothes in there or whatever and it has a a 15 minute quick speed cycle i mean it's just a, it's if you have a family it's a must it's gonna save a ton of water bill energy bill everything okay that makes sense so we're looking at number one which was roof Number two was plumbing. Number three was HVAC. Number four was kitchen and appliances. And we're gonna round it on out with five. What do you say that the number five most important thing is for a new home buyer? Yeah, the bathrooms. The bathrooms are, you know, when you think about how much time you spend in the kitchen, the bathroom, sleeping, you know, these are important spaces. You're relying on this to be able to, to, to live, get yourself together, get yourself in a good state to go to work and do what you have to do. And your living spaces are important. It's important that you get it the way you want it. It's important that your bathroom isn't dilapidated. It, these things are important. Don't kid yourself about that. If you're gonna spend the money and you're gonna be paying three times the price of the house because when you add up the interest, you're paying three times that price, you might as well get the house with everything that's good. Yeah, that definitely makes sense because I was looking on the Google calculator and uh, they said at 30 years, we'd be paying um, well over double. I mean, not quite no, triple. You're, you're paying, you're literally paying times three. Yeah, it's but times it's times three. It's two fifty times three, so that's five seven fifty. 
Okay, they were saying they were saying at the interest rate that we were able to get, we'd be paying something like six twenty-five or something after thirty okay, years. Okay, something like that. And if you have to take out a, another refinance or whatever, then it starts all over again. And yeah, which never gets paid down. Yeah, but. which we would definitely not be doing. And I mean, since we kind of stumbled on it, what are your thoughts on like? refinancing 30 versus a lower amount of years you know all those different things if you could do a 15 year mortgage that would be the the way to go if you could do a 15 year mortgage you wouldn't have to touch a thing in that house and in 15 years that would be your house you have to pay a little bit more a month but it's definitely worth it and you know the the whole thing about having to redo the house in 20 years you know that's still five years away but oh by the way you don't have a mortgage payment for the next five years so i mean it's just the benefits i wish i would have done that when i was a first time mobile okay nobody really explained to me you know the 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 difference and and or what it would really cost to own the house what you're really paying Right. That makes that definitely makes sense. Uh, So what as far as like refinancing, what are your thoughts on that? And then if you yeah. So if you get the 15 year, you're only paying like maybe one and a half times the price of the house. Right. So it's it's just it's a way better deal on refinancing. Don't do it. Don't ever do it because it you'll have to start all over again. So they, they front load you with the interest all up front and then the principal you don't pay until way, way, many, many years later. And it's just it's it's a bad it's a bad deal. Yeah. If you need to get a, if you need to get a second job for extra money, then get a second job. Get a third job, get a fourth job, but don't refinance your house. Yeah, and I think a lot of people feel like it is a some kind of a deal that the bank is giving them okay their house has equity oh i can lower my payment and i don't think anybody looks at it i don't want to say anybody but i think a lot of people look at it as oh it's just a deal it's just something you do you just get your payment lower refinance yeah but those are the people that have never felt the joy of living debt free if you've ever tasted that you'll do whatever it takes to never have to i mean I don't have any debt. I got out of all debt in the year of Jubilee, and it has been the best single thing I've ever done in my life. It's it's a different experience. Yeah, I'm working on it. You know, we recently, me and my wife, after we got married, I started listening to uh, Dave Ramsey and Chris Hogan, and they're they're like, you know, get out of debt. It's not good, and you'll be happier. So I said, well, what's the worst that could happen? Let me try it. We got rid of our credit cards, got rid of, you know, any small things we had. Um, Actually, it was a couple thousand, a little bit under 10 that we paid off. Of course, we still have school loans, but I just feel like so much relief, not having credit card debt, not using any credit cards at all, um, you know, and different people will go about it in different ways. Some people say, well, you can still use a credit card as long as you pay it off, whatever, whatever. Uh, We we went a different way, you know, (laughs) yeah, we don't, we don't use them at all, but, um, it felt really good having all that debt 
like gone. There's no debt other than school loans, you know, and that is a little bit of a higher number for us, but we're still working on it. And every day when I see, okay, it's just $50 lower, okay, it's $100 lower, $1,000 lower, even though I still have a huge amount, I just feel a weight lifted every time, you know, another exactly. dollar is off of it. And one day I know, okay, it's going to be totally gone one day. I'm not going to owe anybody. And that to me is a very special feeling that you're right. You can't get from, you know, renting or having a car loan or having a bigger house or whatever. It's like having, like I told somebody at work today, they were saying, oh, there's a lot of parents coming up here. You know, and I work at a low income school. They're like, oh, a lot of parents coming up here with real nice cars, cars nicer than us, the teachers. And I was saying, you know, for me, it doesn't matter because what's really nice to me is having money in a bank. So either I could have a $30,000 car or I could have $30,000 in the bank. I think I'll take the money in the bank. Because, you know, that money's going to make me money, whereas the car is just going to lose value exactly. immediately. So, yeah, I think exactly. that the refinancing and I know someone who got a refinance multiple times and now they're older and they've kind of I don't want to say they've lived their life because people are living longer and longer nowadays. But, you know, they're they're like twice my age and they refinance. So they are still owing a lot on their house and it's like man you you could have paid the house two times over by now but you still owe you know and i, I just think that that's sad it it's it, it's unnecessary and i think a lot of people get caught in that because they want the easy way out and the second you find yourself thinking about which is the easiest way to do xyz you have just made yourself weaker it isn't about finding the easy way out. It is about making smart decisions because these decisions are going to affect the way you live your life for the next 30 years or 60 years or however many times you decide to refinance your house, which I think is a terrible idea, by the way. Right. And right. that's how and that's how people get upside down on their house. You know, it, it, circumstances change, your life changes. Maybe you want to move to Israel or you want to move to the Mediterranean. Oh, guess what? You're upside down on your house. Now you can't do that. Oh, you want to be a pilot. All of a sudden you want to do a second career. Oh, you can't do it because you stripped all the equity out of your house. Even if you sold it now to move to another state to pursue a dream or get a master's degree or whatever, now you're stuck because you took all the money from the house. And uh, you're not just kind of uh, conjecturing here. So some of this stuff like you've actually done. Like you took houses not. that I have not. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I taking houses that, that you had, that, selling that them, I and making a career. Them not to, and they did anyway. And I mean, right. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but folks, pay the price. If you're gonna own the house, own the house. Pay it off as quick as you can. Make a, a couple extra payments a year. You'll pay it off even sooner. I mean. Do all that you can do, and, and a lot of people don't. They just do the bare minimum, and that's why they have substandard results. You know, don't do anything substandard. Don't buy a substandard house. Don't buy a substandard car. Don't get a substandard degree. You know, shoot, aim for the top and pay the price of success. And don't forget about your IRA. Don't forget about investing in your future. 
don't don't forget about you know other investments that you need to make it isn't just save money in the bank you need your money to multiply as well so you need to pick up some skills on what it is where what vehicle you've chosen to multiply your money you know you can't just your 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 income is so is such an important part of your life that you can't live without it that you can't just leave that up to somebody giving you a job somewhere it's that's just too important so you need to you need to be learning if it's the stock market you need to learn the stock market you need to get a, a practice account you need to be reading all of Warren Buffett's material and whoever else out there is is uh, doing really well what they're doing how their strategies are going get yourself a mentor if it's real estate the same thing you know there's there's a ton of wrong ways to do things and there's usually only a few right ways to do something so if you can just find out what the few right things are there's no way that you're not going to have success we are biologically programmed to succeed everything in the universe wants you to succeed but you have to put, you have to fill yourself with the knowledge that's that's what you have to do and then you've got to you got to formulate a plan and then put it in action and practice it and and ease your way into things makes sense makes perfect sense so uh any uh final thoughts questions comments concerns uh i don't know anything else you wanted to let people know before we kind of sign off yeah, I would say uh, seek advice in 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 anything and everything that you want to do. Seek advice from a professional. It doesn't have to be somebody that you pay. Sometimes it does have to be somebody that you pay. But you're better off getting the right information before you make a 30-year or a 15-year commitment or make the largest purchase of your life that's going to dictate the quality of your life. So definitely get the home inspection. Definitely talk to your contractor friends and ask them. You know, definitely get somebody else to look at, you know, uh is this a good area to buy? Does this area appreciate? You know, things like that. You, you know, you buy the house thinking that you're going to stay there for the rest of your life and and really depending on the area, it could be a, a two-year turnaround. Like DC is a two-year turnaround area. I know uh Hampton Roads is a two-year turnaround. Most people, heck, in Miami, people switch jobs in under six months. It's it's it just depends. You have to you have to pretty much follow the money, and make sure that if you do buy a house somewhere, it's where people want to buy the house. If you need to make a quick sale, you can. Um, things like that. Those things are important, you know. So real quick, um, you mentioned like making sure the house is in an area that appreciates and how like yeah. how do you find out something like that? Uh, really easy. You go to the tax assessor's uh, website. Every city has one. And um, wherever the house is, you, you look up the by the property address and you can see the assessment per, per year. And you can go as far back as when the house was built. Some areas do not appreciate. You need to know these things. This is how you can be upside down in your house very, very quickly. Because 
uh, your you will owe. Say you've been paying for the for the past five years. Well, guess what? You've only been paying if you got a thirty-year mortgage. You've only been paying interest. It's like you were renting the house. It didn't touch maybe one percent of the principal. Not right. really. So, so um, this is how you can be upside down. If the market isn't really going up, you might not be able to get. Depending on which cycle of the market you bought the house, you, you might. You know, it costs money to sell a house. It costs about twenty, twenty-five thousand, maybe more. You got to pay the realtor fees. You got to sometimes help out with closing costs. You need to get it spruced up. You know, these things cost a lot of money, and and you could be upside down if you get something in an area that doesn't appreciate and you bought it at the wrong time. All right. Well, I think that was great information. That maybe. Some people really needed. Uh, I definitely needed it, and uh, of course, appreciate everything. You know, you were we were texting back and forth when I'm trying to figure out what's the right thing to do because I've never bought a house before, and I think the vast majority of people out there haven't bought a house before. So there's like people who've bought a house or multiple houses, and there's people who haven't bought any who's just rented, and a lot of young people who are you know, coming out of college, coming into a job, whatever, they've never owned a house. So there's stuff that you just won't know. Just like if you've never, I don't know, ridden a bike, there's stuff you just won't know. So I well, think that... Yeah, areas that won't appreciate are because of the school district. School districts, if, if um, Virginia Beach has top three schools, anything around that school is going to appreciate drastically. Okay. It's all about the school district. Hmm. It's all about the school district. Interesting. So that's what that's what drives up the real estate, hmm. and it changes every year. See, it moves around. Like maybe, you know, it'll be Chesapeake that that'll be better than Virginia Beach. It just depends. But that's 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 you you can go. Um, I think it's SOL. You can look at that online, and you—it's—they're it, ranked by test scores. Hmm. I had no idea. I'm a and teacher, that's why and I didn't. Norfolk know. <laughs> doesn't doesn't appreciate because Norfolk doesn't have. Nobody's going. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get my kid into you know X Y Z school in Norfolk. Very true. They don't, they don't. They don't perform. I know because I teach there. There you go. So. <laughs> It's not my fault. No, everybody says that. It's not my fault the test scores are low. <laughs> Look, not, my parents do not believe in education. They don't believe in it. They never had it. My dad had a third grade education. My mom, I think, barely had a sixth grade education. You can't convince them that school is important, and they won't put a, a red cent into education. There's a lot of people that think that way. I don't think that way. But... But those people usually live in those kinds of neighborhoods where they don't care if, if they send their kids to school and they're not learning anything. It's you know for them it's babysitting. They don't care. There's oh, a lot, yeah. There's there's more people that don't care about the schools and their performance than the people that do care. The people that do care, they're going to be your professionals, your doctors, your your attorneys. 
you know, people that have uh, higher degrees, those people really care. And they're going to, instead of sending their kid to private school, they might buy a house in a very nice neighborhood that has very good, very good scores for, for testing and, and that, that sort of thing. There's a lot of people that do do that. They opt for spending more money on the house, but not having the price of private school. And then some people would rather send their kids to private school and live in a not so great neighborhood, not the worst, worst neighborhood like where my parents would live, but but maybe, you know, in a, in a townhouse instead of a single family home somewhere, that's, that's just okay. You know what I mean? Right, right. Okay, well, lots of great information, and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and letting everybody uh, who might be listening live or whoever might listen or watch later on the recording know about these five tips for home buying, which we said were to go over again was the roof is very important, the plumbing, HVAC, uh, appliances, and of course, all the major rooms that you're going to be living in you want to make sure everything is top notch and you want to pay you know whatever it is top dollar that you can afford to get the best of the stuff that you want because you might be there 15 20 30 years you want to get a hundred dollars value not a hundred dollars hundred years values worth out of whatever it is you're buying in a home and then you were also saying try to you know put extra payments pay it off early because then you'll have you know, more money to put towards maintenance which you will eventually have to do and we talked about lots of other stuff if you guys want to hear that then you can go rewind and listen or watch again in the meantime in between time this has been Shalone's Unsnobby Music Hobby Podcast and I was here with Giovanna and um that's pretty much it for today. I don't have my Imitation of Christ book. I usually read that every time. I don't know where it is. I got kind of razzled before I started the podcast today. So it is well, what it is. I was Imitation of Christ before you called. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I read it every time on the podcast. So if you're not a listener, Giovanna, you should be because in my opinion, and I am biased, it is a great <laughs> podcast. So uh, well, thanks for having me. But one more thing. Um, if if uh, you do want to do a show for the bigger homes, you know people that that uh, are ready to buy their their gigantic uh, nice nice mansion, mm-hmm. uh, then we'll do a show on that because the the stuff that's that's a lot different. Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds than, like than a, a regular starter home or a, a regular home. Yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. So. Uh, that's pretty much it. We'll just do another quick prayer before we get off. We'll do another uh, Hail Mary in Latin. I know many Patriot Filii et Spiritui Sancti. Amen. Uh, Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus. Nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Nomine Patri et Filii et Spiritu Sancti. Amen. And this has been Shalom's Unsnobby Music Hobby Podcast. Find me any... I know it's a funny name, but no one else has it. So it kind of worked out perfectly. If you search on any podcasting platform, you will find my cartoon face 
Also, uh, search sdkason.com. All my links of everything I do, and I do lots of different stuff, it's there on that website, Sigma Delta, C-A-S-O-N.com. Check it out. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, stay holy, my friends, and God love you. All right. Thanks for having me. Yep. See you All next right. time. Bye. Bye.